0: Now, here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Hey, we popped up here to Brooklyn Park, which we don't get up here as often as we should be, but we're with the Chesapeake Arts Center and Donna Anderson, who is the executive director, as I get the name right? That is correct. All right, of the Chesapeake Arts Center here on 194 Hammonds Lane in Brooklyn Park. And you're tucked in behind Brooklyn Park Elementary School, right?
1: Actually, middle school? we're uh, behind the middle school. Okay, yes, Brooklyn Park Middle School.
0: uh I I don't want to say this but you're kind of like the north answer to Maryland Hall. Our arts community is awesome here in in Anne Arundel County. Uh between, you know, the uh Art and Public Places Commission in the city, you've got the Anne Arundel County uh Arts uh, Arts Council. Arts Council. And you guys have really come a long way since I was here several years ago for a podcast, but we wanted to hop up here and see. I know you've just coming off of your Art in the Park. Um, we which are. was a couple months, about a month ago, I guess. Uh,
1: yeah, October 8th.
0: And find out what's going on with uh, Chesapeake Arts Center, which I hope is not a hidden gem of Anne Arundel County, because everybody really should know about it.
1: Well, thank you, um, John. It's great, great to have you here, and uh, we probably are still a little bit of a hidden gem, but we are trying every day to make sure that we're not, and to get our, you know, message and programs out to the public. And so, having you here is a great opportunity to do that.
0: Well, I tell you, we are in. As I look around, obviously a school, and as we were walking up, you told me that you've been physically separated from Brooklyn Park Middle School with a a wall, so you can't get into there if you wanted to, maybe with a chisel or a hammer or something like that, but we're not going to go there. But how did the Chesapeake Arts Center come to be?
1: Well, uh, kind of a a really fun and interesting story is that we were established in about uh, 1998 is when we were incorporated, but the genesis of, of the concept came a few years before that. So Joan Cadden, who was a former delegate from this mm-hmm. area, she was actually on the board at Maryland Hall for the Creative Arts in Annapolis back in the late 80s, early 90s. And the way that Maryland Hall was established was in partnership with the school system. The building belonged to the school and it was donated to Maryland Hall to become an art center. And Joan had been on their board and you know saw the programs that were starting to take shape there and what was happening in in there in terms of performances and exhibitions and arts education classes and programs uh, especially for kids and she thought well gee why isn't there a similar opportunity for kids up in the northern part of the county so she advocated for this particular building which used to be Brooklyn Park High School to be transformed renovated into not only Chesapeake Arts Center, but also into some of the other organizations that actually are housed here as well, Brooklyn Park Middle School being one of them. So the building had actually been kind of deaccessioned, I guess, and and was not being used as a high school anymore. And rather than it being knocked down, she kind of saved the building and
0: so, the whole building, where we are now, mm-hmm. where the middle school is now, and everything else was one big high school. It was one, one big
1: high school, and so it underwent about a thirty five million dollar renovation. joan apparently was was instrumental and and the the force to be reckoned with to get a variety of different funding streams to help support the renovation of that this building back into a a usable space for multiple organizations and uh, Chesapeake Art Center was born as a result of that process. So we actually opened to the public in 2001. And Again, as you mentioned, we're attached to the middle school. We're we're in the back of the middle school from our, our education wing is in the back of the middle school. And then we also utilize and, and have the lease for a 750-seat theater that is at the far end of the building. And that belongs to us from a programming standpoint. So, And then we also share the space with a senior center and a Parks and Rec uh, location as well. So it's a, a very... It's- Interesting mixed use development. It, it really is a community center, absolutely, in, in the very basic sense of the word. Yes, but the but the genesis of the art center as we know it was really replicated on that same concept to provide you know a variety of arts opportunities for families, students adults in this community and give them that same access.
0: You talk about adults and and students and everything else in the community. I mean, do you, the students, and I want to get into the programs and stuff a little bit later, but who is your audience here? I mean, is it it Brooklyn Park and Glen Burnie and the Northern County people or- I mean, certainly there's plenty to hear that you should travel up from Deal for.
1: um, Yes. So our our primary audience is really in about a 5 to 10 mile radius of this particular location. So we attract a lot of participants from Brooklyn Park, from Linthicum, from Pasadena, from Glen Burnie, but also from South Baltimore. So we get folks from those areas as well as Catonsville. My, um, my ex-wife lives yes. in
0: Locust Point, uh, and uh-huh. she uh, was down here for Art in the Park, and uh, had, had a great time. It was uh, actually she was up here with uh, Kristen Peronis from the oh, Visit Annapolis. Oh yes, yes. Uh, they came up together, to, and, and said it was just an absolutely fabulous time.
1: It was. It was a fun event. It was our, I think, our eighth um, annual Arts in the Park event, and it's really that's just older a, than you. It is. <laughs> Um, and it's it's really just a, like a community festival where it's actually grown over the last two years so that we've added music, we've added a lot more vendors, and it's just a great opportunity for people to come out for free and and hear music, uh, take part in hands-on workshops uh, done by our instructors. Um, there's food trucks. So it's a really great free event. We had about 800 people come. Yeah. But let's talk about the programs here. And, and I'm constantly amazed
0: that, uh, and and this is really where you set yourself apart from what we have to your neighbors in the South in Annapolis. Annapolis is focused on, you know, we've got the opera, we've got the symphony, we've got the ballet, we you know, the but I'd say traditional arts. And and you do have certainly have that, yes. that here as well. Your makerspace is huge, yes. which is fairly new. That's about what, three or four years? Um we
1: opened about. it in 2017.
0: Okay. So that's that's my little COVID funk coming in here right. where I <laughs> <laughs> so, add to and that's
1: what <laughs> exactly what year? What year is it anymore? Right, we can't um, remember.
0: And for those that aren't aware of the makerspace, I mean, we work with Annapolis makerspace, but this is just a great resource for uh, woodworking, yes. plastic working, laser working. Uh, I'm sure you know. There's probably metal working. There's it's if you're a tinkerer, it's a great place to check in because I mean they've got the. The big cool toys that we you do can we never ha- afford. We
1: have lots of cool toys in the makerspace, and and I think that's uh, back to your point about about what distinguishes us. And I think that is one of the um, the areas that we we try to distinguish ourselves, and we we want to proactively be uh, again responsive to the community. This is a uh, you know the history of of North County is very industrial oriented, um, and so the makerspace in some ways is is a little bit of kind of a, an homage to that. So. Again, our makerspace has great opportunities for people who are into, you know, woodworking, but don't have tools at home. Who are perhaps burgeoning entrepreneurs who want to create something, make something, and then sell it on their own. We have one gentleman who uh, somehow decided to make crab mallets as as a side hustle, as a side business, and he's been making crab mallets in our. Um, Makerspace for the last year or so, and he sells them, you know, and gives them away as as gifts to friends and neighbors. We have other people who uh, come and make t-shirts. We have other people who, again, are just tinkerers who want to like create their own things that, well, that are how, interesting to how, them. How does
0: it all? How does it all work? Sure. Okay, if I if I've got you know some woodworking skills, but I don't right. have the giant bandsaw or the house to be able to the space to be handle that. Do I come in and pay an hourly fee to work, or do I do I have to enroll in a semester to have access? Sure. Or No, nope, great uh, questions. Can I give you a million bucks to get a lifetime membership? I, <laughs> yes, you,
1: <know. laughs> you can. Um, we, we take checks. So yes, there's there's actually a couple ways that people can interact with the Makerspace and and with all of our programs, obviously. Um, but with the Makerspace specifically, because it, especially from a, a wood shop standpoint, there are tools that are slightly dangerous if you don't know how to use them or very dangerous if you don't know how to use them at all. So in order to use certain parts of the... Really, to use any of the equipment in the makerspace, you have to go through a training. There are specific training classes that are again relatively inexpensive. We offer them usually once a month, sometimes more for each individual kind of discipline, if you will, like woodworking one um, or wood shop training or screen print training and so you come for you know about an hour, maybe an hour, and fifteen minutes, and you get trained on not just the equipment but Again, like the computers for how to connect that to the digital, you know, our laser cutter or our vinyl cutter. How to use Adobe Illustrator so that you actually can come with your, you know, your plans in place, or you can learn how to use that here, and then that is connected to those machines that that will read that file. So once you go through that training program, then you are basically free to come to the makerspace. Whenever it is open, there's usually um, like a sign up for certain parts of the makerspace based on equipment needs. But you can either do a $15 per time. Like if you wanted to come on a Wednesday and we're open for eight hours, you pay $15 and you can come here and spend eight hours here um, doing projects in the makerspace. Or if you know that you want to uh, do like long term projects, or you really have a lot of stuff that you'd like to work on? You can do a monthly makersp- makerspace fee um, oh. of either fifty or sixty dollars. So depending wow, okay, on... so this is really really affordable. So it's very affordable, little... and and again, we have people who who participate with us in both ways. We have some folks who just hear about us and say, "Oh, you know, I, I just have this one project I want to work on, so I'm going to come for three times because I really need a bandsaw, you know, and that's all I need and that's the way they enter in. And then usually they come back again for something else because they see some other thing or they have another idea.
0: Yes, Yes, exactly. We hook them in and
1: then they they come back. Um, And then, like I said, other people come and they're like, I mean, we have a couple of uh, several, many folks who are here on a very regular basis each week um, who are working on ongoing projects or again, really like the camaraderie of just being able to be in a space with other people to work on their projects. They don't, get sawdust all over their own house true, or true. basement or garage. So well, You, you it's, know, it's
0: also great when you're working with other people, like-minded individuals, and it's anything. I mean, that was sort of the rise of that whole shared office space yes. as opposed to working from home. I mean, my cat, is, I love my cat, but right. she gets really boring you sometimes. Need, you need
1: companionship.
0: And to be able to sit there and work on a project, and, and that would probably morph into some of the other programs that you have, but I mean, it's, it's great because you've got something, hey... Does this look okay? You right. Know, you get the opinion, or hey, how do you get that fine of a detail in the laser cutter, or the you know the bandsaw, or something like that? And somebody that has more experience can sit there and say, "Oh, well, flip it over and do this." Yes. And, and they know, right? And um, again,
1: we always, and I think that's part of what a makerspace is all about. It's it's really providing that that space for creating and for being a in a collaborative environment, and so. I, I think that's part of where, kind of, just from a broad standpoint, the arts are so important because they do connect us. They connect us not only to our own intrinsic creativity, but they do give us the opportunity to connect with other people with whom we are experiencing art worth with, or who are who we're doing art next to. Doesn't even if you're working on your own projects, that sense of collaboration and communication is really important.
0: I think if people would think and just think deep and take a little bit of an inventory of themselves, they'll be surprised at how connected to art everybody really is in well, some I, way.
1: Well, I, I agree. And I think we, we saw that during the pandemic so much is that when you couldn't go to a concert anymore, when you couldn't go out to dinner, when you couldn't, again, come, come and just be with people, we all looked for You know concerts on TV, you know, right? right, And and
0: not the same. You know,
1: music sales and all kinds of. But but the shared experience of being part of that process, and again, whether you are an audience member or whether you're creating something yourself, those are two different experiences. They're still artistic experiences, and they're still really valuable. And and I think we, collectively and individually, uh, all felt that in some way, shape, or form when we couldn't participate in them. True. You mentioned performances. So let's yes. talk
0: about the performances that sure. we have here. I mean, you mentioned a 750-seat theater, and I know that there is a black box theater in the, in the basement.
1: Very, very, <laughs> First, very, very similar to Maryland yes. <laughs> you know, It's
0: down in, down in the basement. But what, what types of performances do we have at Chesapeake Art Center?
1: So right now, most of our performances are actually in partnership with other groups. So we obviously during the pandemic did not have performances taking place and our, our theaters are actually used in a couple of different ways. Um, we, we actually use our theaters as venues for other organizations, rentals of our theater for dance recitals, community events, and, and things along those lines are, are great opportunities for the venue to be utilized um, and also provide a source of revenue for, to sure. support other programs. For our own performance programs, we have done some smaller performances in our black box. Our black box theater is about 120, 130 seats. But what we are actually finding is that this community um, is, you know, has gotten out of the habit of, of again, from the pandemic um, and just, you know, returning back to that 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 we have to. Really be invitational with them and find out what they really want us to put the on same, stage. Same. Yeah, well, and I mean, so our, our our how we've been working it is we've got partnerships with a couple of already established organizations, Maryland Concert Series, which used to be the Performing Arts Association of right. Linthicum. They are a new performing arts partner with us, and so they're using our our theater um, six times this year in our kind of right. arts here. A couple
0: of years ago, they or maybe it was last years year. Years and years ago. They, it was
1: like 10 years ago right. they were here, and then they've been at another venue. So they've come back. They've done one concert in um, October. We have a concert on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. They'll do one in December, you know, kind of scattered throughout the year. And so that's kind of one of the ways that we're looking to like, let's invite people back in. Let's get them more more um, introduced to, to CAC as a performance venue again and not just a rental venue. So that's kind of how we're dipping our toe in that water. We've done some outdoor concerts. Um, so we're really trying to just introduce that performing arts program back to the CAC audience and the North County audience. And that's definitely a long-term goal of ours over the next two to three years well, and, is to, you is you to also, expand that.
0: Yeah, and you also don't have resident companies. We per do se. not.
1: We have one. Well, we have one resident company that um, is Angel Wing Project. And that group uses not only Studio 194 and they'll occasionally use our Hammonds Lane Theater, our larger theater. But most of their performances are drama plays. And the intimacy of Studio 194, our black box theater, is is really well suited for them. Um, right. So in terms of other performances, we just started a partnership with um, a group called Star Limited. And that's a, a youth-oriented performing arts program out of Catonsville. And they are now in partnership with us. So they do performances put on by teens and young adults, and they are great quality, and they've done some great shows. And then we just started a partnership with Heritage Players. They, again, have been located, you know, Catonsville, Howard County, uh, Baltimore County, and they are now, um, they're going to do a performance of Freaky Friday the Musical in March in our uh, Studio 194. And I got the chance to go see uh, Rent that they performed in our uh, Black Box Theater in, I think it was October. Uh, maybe July or August. Fabulous, fabulous quality. And so we are really excited about those opportunities to kind of, again, partner with these groups, give them the venues that they need, support it to develop our audience, and then come up with new ways that we can actually work with
0: uh, well, Chesapeake Art Center is, is. I mean, you, you mentioned Catonsville. You mentioned mm-hmm. Howard County, and you know I, know, I noticed when I was driving up today from Annapolis. I mean, it's twenty five minutes. Okay, so this is not.
1: It's not far.
0: Um, I, I mean, you sit there. I mean, I know if you're s- sitting in Annapolis in central Anne Arundel County, and you talk about deal, you might as well be talking about Montana. Because uh, everyone thinks, oh my yes. God, you know, South River Bridge, no, don't ever go over right. there, Simba. <laughs> that's the dark side. Uh, you know, and, and the same thing, you know, once you get past Suburban Park, they're like, oh no, that's, that's you know, that's way, you know, it, it, but it's not. I mean, I just up 97, hit the Beltway, came down on whatever, Ritchie Highway uh-huh, and yes. North, and it was like a block up, and here we are.
1: It is. It's, it's uh, you know, I think it's psychological. Um, I, you know, I live in West County, and and pr- before I worked here at, at CAC, uh, you know, I would come to North County to go, go to the DMV and go shopping, Sorry about uh, that. you know, <laughs> but in fact, it, it's, it is, it's really accessible. You described it really well. I'm down in Annapolis all the time for meetings and lunches and uh, appointments and so forth. And, and I can be there and back and, you know, get to Annapolis and or back in 30 minutes, uh, you know, right. kind of any time of day, really. So I think... You know, one of the things that we really want to, to do is make sure that the folks who are living, you know, in close proximity to CAC know we're here, but also to reach out to other parts of the county, West County, as you said, Severna Park, um, Annapolis, and have programming that, that folks from other parts of the county want to participate in, want to see, and just have be, be another venue for people to, to know that they can come here and have really good quality... Um, inspiring arts experiences
0: you do well, I mean you got the galleries, which I was roaming around earlier today yes. that uh, rotate. Um, they do with, with different exhibitions that come in and out, which are fabulous.
1: There's one down there
0: right now. I didn't it begins with an S. The the uh,
1: Seth Ellison, the, He's a he's a, okay. a relatively uh, new artist um, from Philadelphia, and he does really bold and beautiful work that just looks fabulous in there.
0: Yeah, so. they're 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 funky and they're yep. thought provoking and everything else. It's here till the 23rd, so if you can get up here before the 23rd, come check that out. But. So, you've you've got the galleries, you've got the makerspace, you've got uh, different performing venues partnered with all sorts of people out there. I guess the other thing that you've got is the education aspect to this. I mean, we're crying out loud, we're in a school. (laughs) We've (laughs) we've got a lot of, they all look uh, like classrooms.
1: And I will say that um, I would say education is, is something that. We have had prior to, to my being here and certainly during the pandemic and and I know into the future that that we have been known for quality education programs here, and it's something that we are continuing to build on. We have a really, I think, uh, just a wide variety of ways that people can can interact with us. So we have tuition-based classes, which basically just means, you know, Here's a class. You pay, you know, hundred dollars for a six or eight week class. You come and and learn how to paint or draw, which or is very anime. similar to Anne
0: Arundel Community College, exactly. In their, Correct. Whatever it was.
1: And then, um, but one of the things that we we really focus a lot of our attention on because of the location that we're in and the the high level of of poverty that actually exists up here in North County, especially in the Brooklyn Park area, is making sure that we have free. Um, and accessible and affordable education programs. So we, and, and honestly, our programs have exploded over the last two years, which I think we're, we, we're really proud of. When the pandemic hit, we, we were in lockdown and, and, you know, working from home. And we all kind of said, okay, what can we do? Uh, you know, we have, to, we have to still operate. And so we just came up with the ways that we thought we could do education programs in person, during a pandemic. And we did it. Um, we did it outside. We did it with smaller class sizes. We masked everyone. We limited access to the building only to students. We transitioned our tech crew into safety people who were checking people in and taking temperatures and washing down surfaces. And so we operated and we continued to do programming. Um, we set up pop tents and Marley floor in the outside in the Parking lot to do dance classes, and we had parents come up and say, "Thank you so much for doing this because my kids were driving getting, me crazy." Well, they, <laughs> they really needed the outlet, and so you know that just told us that we you know how we approached it was great. And so since then, we've created partnerships with Anne Arundel County Public Schools. We're doing after school programs three days a week with um, I think we'll serve about four hundred students this. Wow! Yeah, so this, you've got this four, year.
0: So you've got after school programs. After that, school, and and again, you, you you talked about uh, anime drawing. We do and,
1: again. Just a variety of different things. Again, um, we do the kind of more traditional things like you know draw, paint, ceramics, and things like Here's that. a pair. But, yeah, right. In <laughs> um, a bowl. Right. Um, but we also we focus a lot of our education programs on maybe a little more um, uh, d- different kinds of arts. You know, we have we have a sewing. Room sewing machines in our one of our classrooms that kids can use to learn how to sew and do cosplay. We again, anime has been super popular with with uh, kids up here, um, just accessible to them. It's 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 a different way to learn how to draw, and so obviously dance is is a, a perennial program of any probably any art center, and that continues here. But we also do in addition to you know we might not do as much ballet, but we'll do more you know, jazz or modern or hip hop. And so I think what we are really trying to make sure that we do is to, uh, you know, be able to be nimble and flexible. How do we pivot? How do we add programs? You seem you're really
0: driven by the community, for the community.
1: We are. And, and I think one of the things that we want to continue to do as we grow our programs over the next few years is to, again, invite people in that are not being served, um, to reach out into the community to find out what do you want what are we not doing what are we not delivering to you do we need to go out into the community more how can we make our building um, if you don 't know about that we 're here what 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 do you need to know we have a scholarship program again we do free workshops continuously several times a month steam workshops and um, makerspace workshops and just General arts workshops. We want to invite people in and come up with different ways that they can, you know, just try new things.
0: And for those that are listening, STEAM, that's not pipe fitters. It's
1: not uh. pipe fitters. It's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, uh, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math.
0: They, they, so that, it's, they, they snuck, snuck that the A, A in into the STEM program, it's, correct? <laughs> it's It's
1: STEM plus arts. Um, and and honestly, it it really just means making sure that you're looking at at all the different ways. Again, maybe a child's brain might work and and being open to providing different opportunities for them for those kind of synapses to connect in a different way and arts is part of that, but also you know arts and engineering together you know how do you build a drawbridge? how do you right. build a suspension bridge well that's that's an that's an, that's art but it's also engineering right. how do you paint a mirror how do you paint a huge mural? exactly don't
0: your arms are not quite that long. Figure out how to do it there yeah well. Okay, so you've talked about grants. You've, you've received different grants, and I mean, I'm sure that you guys have a whole office full of grant hunters. And whereas, uh, it is me.
1: I am okay. the office full of. I mean, the, the office grant hunter. We have a. Uh,
0: now, it's one thing Mayor Buckley said when he got elected the first time. He said he was going to have grant ninjas ah uh, to to seek out all the grants. I haven't seen any grant ninjas in Annapolis yet. So maybe they're all up grant here in ninjas. Brooklyn Park. <laughs> yeah. Um, Looking for that. But uh, you know, and obviously you get support from the school district in you know in, in kind, if you will. Correct. Um, which is which is wonderful. You've got tuition support, you've got uh the cover charge of the makerspace will say for lack of a better <laughs> right. better word. But I mean, are there memberships? I know that some arts organizations you can be a member of and, and how how can how the can community you? support you? Sure. I mean the local community obviously let's come out and see something, let's do something, let's uh, visit something are critical things to go and and let everybody else know about it,
1: yeah, no, uh, honestly, um so we we, as I've mentioned before we we have a partnership with the school system not only for the in-kind support that we get for our building but also through granting with them to, again, provide after-school arts programs for Arundel County School. Public sure. Schools students. We also have a, a, a grant and a partnership with Arundel Community Development Services. They help fund, um, through grants, our scholarship program and also an after-school teen club that we do to provide a club for Brooklyn Park Middle School students. We get support from the Arts Council of Anne Arundel County and the Maryland State Arts Council. I and, and a part-time development director and uh, we are constantly uh, looking for grants and opportunities and partnerships, our education program folks and our artistic director, we're always on the lookout for uh, folks that we can partner with. And that's a great opportunity for us to, again, leverage what we do and partner with some of these other groups that, that want to incorporate arts into their programming, but they might not be an arts group.
0: Right, right. So, and you are a nonprofit. We are a nonprofit.
1: So. We have memberships. We are really trying to grow our, our again, our our scholarship fund, our annual fund, um, looking for additional grant opportunities. About more than half of our our funding right now is coming from uh, fundraising. So, grants, memberships, individual donations, family foundations, um, corporate support. So we're looking for any and all of those opportunities for people who, you know, believe in the arts and think that they're important to our, to our community to, to help support us. And
0: I imagine for those that like, maybe not be able to afford to financially support it. I mean, there's plenty of other ways you can do it. I mean, it's a Volunteer, tried and true time, talent, and treasure. Absolutely, yes. But, uh, you know, and and sp- certainly spread the word. But And if you have a child or an adult that is interested in art and you you know, maybe don't feel you're able to afford it? I mean, does it makes, it, it makes all the sense in the world to call and just look into the scholarships?
1: Oh, absolutely. That's one of the things that we have this specific grant through Arundel Community Development Services, ACDS, to, to serve specific groups, uh, specific regions in Anne Arundel County that are underserved, Glen Burnie, Brooklyn Park, parts of Severn. But we want to make sure that we have not left anybody behind. So, again looking for ways to support the scholarship fund so that anybody who calls us who says yeah i have a i have a child who is really interested in this art program we want you know can can they take a class and and at the moment we are capable of basically supporting that child but we want to make sure that we can do that into perpetuity so um uh, you know cuz we don't want to turn anybody away and again i think our what we want to make sure we always do is not always have programs that require a fee attached to them. We always want to make sure that there's a mix of you know paid programming and free programming and that the quality is of the same level. Sure. No, that makes so, all the sense. But again, I, that requires funding as well.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, you are new relatively new here. You I am. you took this job like Two weeks before, three COVID. weeks before the co- before, <laughs> for, COVID. before COVID hit. Yes, what um, were you thinking? <laughs> um, you know, but so as you know, as you sat at home for well, I mean, you said you were open here and and doing things, but I mean, as you were working through the pandemic, we're sure. somewhat getting out of it now, and you can sort of you've got some time under your under your belt. What are some? Do you have any big box or big ideas for Chesapeake Arts Center moving forward? Adding like a fourth floor or something?
1: Uh, Well, uh, don't laugh, but we probably will need more space at some point. Um, There are certain points in the day, especially after school, where we are really busy. We're here, we're open six days a week. We're open, um, the only day we don't have programs right now is Fridays, but we're open Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We are looking for ways that we can continue to serve the community at other times of the day, other than kind of an after school and weekend so during the day who's who's not being served are there you know stay-at-home moms are there uh, seniors and adults are there preschool kids who need access and opportunities so that's one of the ways that we want to make sure that we are growing our programs let's let's make sure we we are reaching out and finding out you know where where are those gaps that exist I think similarly we we already do this a little bit, but it might be something that we continue to grow into, is to take some of our arts programs out into the community. We right now do, um, we've done some things with some of the local elementary schools nearby. But that's, you know, that has its own issues. You know, do they have a space for us? We have to carry our things. You know, it, it's it's, what's the experience? Like we, you know, coming to an art center where there's, you know, Creativity kind of abounding, and you're walking in and seeing art art exhibits. that's a different experience than doing an art program in a classroom that you know you've been is in all it, day. so it, we're right. looking for other ways that we can be creative in that way. Well, when you do
0: come into the building, I mean, there is so much going on. I mean uh, all encompassing arts, but I mean sewing. there was the uh, cosplay, mm-hmm. there's the drawing. I mean, you've got uh, pottery, you've got drawing, you've got all sorts of graphic stuff, you've got woodworking, you've got laser printing. Laser printing is that right? Three D printing. Three uh, D printing, which yes. I, do, I still don't understand. That,
1: <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it happen, and it's kind of cool to watch. But it's it's I, I, it's a time consuming
0: process. They they called it printing, and that's that's my old mind going yes. back to. No, you're not. Your model call it. Like it's, 3D it's hard to wrap your mind around it a little like. bit. It's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like when they started calling these little quadcopters with cameras on them drones. Yes, I'm thinking like these big things shooting. You know, dropping bombs down. You know chimneys in in Iraq boom, right. that we saw on TV, and uh, well, I always swear that these guys that did these drones, they said, "Oh yeah, we've got these drones." I said, "Then everyone like gets all freaked out about them." I'm like, "You guys, you should have just called it like a remote control helicopter, helicopter with a right? camera. <laughs> Nobody would have said a word. They would have <laughs> right, know, right, right." But there is so much activity going on here, and as you said, it's six days a week, so not Fridays. Um,
1: right now. Uh, that, that, but that could change. And
0: there's so many ways to support it. I mean, you've got memberships. You've got certainly attendance at, yes. at performances. You can come in and you can check it out. But and just even come in and just visit it. Look at the galleries. Yes.
1: Uh, and and again, uh, going back to the galleries, one of the things that that is relatively new and that we we are again growing into is we just added a new gallery space. We doubled our gallery space. Um, we used to have one gallery. Now we have two. The second one is a little bigger than the first. We've obviously added more exhibitions, so we're doubling our exhibition capacity, which means we can showcase the art of of more artists and different types of art than you know with just one gallery. Um and as part of that, we've added gallery talks and into 2023 what we will be doing as well as 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 part of that is to also offer programming in conjunction with some of those exhibitions so maybe there'd be there's a watercolor exhibition perhaps there'd be a watercolor family workshop that we do on a sunday or you know that's, if, uh, that's if great. yeah and if a, like, we did one with a a portrait artist whose work was on display in september and she did a uh, like a master class and offered that for adults to come and learn how to do a portrait by the artist who you could see her work in the gallery, and then do the, you know, do a workshop for for that. So more of those kinds of, again, um, maybe short term but impactful and high quality experiences that uh, again give people, especially in this community, an opportunity to do and see art in their own neighborhood they don't have to drive all the way to baltimore or annapolis or dc to to see art so that's part of again one of our growth things to go back to your other question yeah. so, well, to mean, invite more people here
0: yeah i mean Anne Arundel county is so when you look around and look deep into it and go to the arts council of Anne Arundel county's yes. website and check out they've got a great calendar yes, and you know an they so send much. out and you know just from from the deepest parts of south county to the Northern parts of North County, right yes. here at Chesapeake Guard Center, you've got Maryland Hall, you've got, I mean, there are just so many different outlets right. for art in the county. We're very, very rich. We're very, very fortunate. I think and, we are. Um, I agree. And, you know, politics aside, I mean, you talked about who started this. I mean, I don't know who was in office at that point, probably John Gary or maybe even before that. But, you know, the community, uh, not the politicians, yes. um, support it. And then, by default, the politicians need to get behind it or—
1: you know? and, and I will say, like I said, we uh, you know, the arts are non non-par- nonpartisan, right? You know, uh, have to be and should be. And because, again, the arts are for everyone. So that's that's really what it what it boils down to
0: well, your your journey should start at chesapeakearts dot org. That's the website that'll give you an idea. Uh, the next stop would be at one ninety four Hammond's Lane in Brooklyn Park. And I've got to say this building is so colorful. Every room has just such bright colors. It is a Thank very you.
1: welcoming. It's a fun place to be. Thank you. We uh, think so. The staff and all, I love coming to work every day.
0: Donna Anderson, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, thank John. you for all you're doing for the arts community up here. And for those that are listening, make sure you check out chesapeakearts.org. Uh, better yet, come on up and see Donna and her crew. And if you can get here before the 23rd, that gallery, just when you walk in on the left, uh, just after you take a couple steps up is uh, got some pretty cool artwork from Seth L- Ellison Ellison, yes, um, out of Philadelphia. I like, I like the stuff.
1: Great. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's local business spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news events and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis daily news brief where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone tablet or computer in about 10 minutes it comes to you at 6 a.m every monday through friday and you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, google podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts